Hey there, the Astros walk it off in sweeping fashion in a game that seemed to be lost down six to one. The Astros had other thoughts as they sweep the Cubs and walk away with their fourth straight victory. Let's talk about this on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Veer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Greg H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we're your daily Astros podcast. I am H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find the show at Locked on Astros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can find Eric, our co-host, at Eric Talk Strohs on Twitter. Check him out. He is not here tonight. I'm flying solo. What a game tonight. This episode tonight is brought to you by Bird Dogs. That's right. Bird Dogs is the most comfortable Pant out there, shorts out there, the versatility, the comfort, it's unbelievable. Use the promo code locked in MLB. They'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. So, welcome to the show, folks. Uh, HL Wheelhouse here, man. What a game. Um, this game, you know, had a lot of high hopes, a lot of storylines. JP France making his first start as a rookie at home. Um, the mustaches, I don't have my mustache on. I had a mustache on my hat. It fell off as I was getting ready, trying to get everything going. Um, I passed out some mustaches at the game. And look, I'll, I'll get to JP France here in a second, but this is a game. These are the kind of games that you want this team to win, where you know they have the firepower, you know they have the bats in the lineup, and you know that they can get it done if they do what they're supposed to do. Um, at, you know, I was looking at the scoreboard during the game and before the ninth inning, you know, they had eight, nine hits and they only had three runs to speak for it. And I was like three runs and eight hits. You just, you hate to see all those hits with a lack of production, but look at these multi-hit games today. Jeremy Pena, two for five, Alex Bregman, three for four, a big night, Kyle Tucker, three for five, um, even with Jordan Alvarez being 0 for 5, um, it still created some suspense. And man, I really wanted Jordan to hit that home run in the or hit a home run in the eighth inning to really change things up. Who knows if the ninth inning would have gone that way had he done that? And then um, Diaz went four for two. Jake Myers went four for two. And so you had moments in the game where Hensley got up late, and you're like, why aren't they? Pinch hitting Dubon here. Dubon's the hitter. Well, they pitch hit him later in the game and ended up working out really, really well for them. Um, so look, let's just let's just address the um let's talk about JP France and then we'll get to the hitting. We'll get to to, to the relief pitching. Look, JP France is a rookie. And one of the things I was doing was I before the game, I was looking up just kind of what is a what is a scouting report on him look like? And the scouting reports all say that he hides the ball really well, that he he has the ability to create not an illusion, but when he throws the baseball, the hitter doesn't necessarily see the ball well coming out from 
the exchange of being in the hand to the glove to releasing it. The problem that J.P. Crawford gets into when he gets into trouble is the shape of his pitches. And his pitch shapes are not the – they don't move the most. Um, let me let me go ahead and pull up his player breakdown. If you guys haven't used um, – haven't used baseball savant and and you just love baseball you you got to check out baseball savant but he had a four seam he threw 32 four seamers 16 sliders 12 curveballs nine cutters and only three changeups um he had his his vertical break and his horizontal break they're just really low compared to major league averages and so the reason why I bring that up is because he's deceptive when he releases the ball the ball going from pitcher to the plate tends to cause bats to be missed. And tonight the Cubs clearly saw what he was throwing very well. And he was throwing beach balls. I mean, how do you explain a three run outburst um, in that first inning? And they, they add two runs. I mean, JP France lasted, let's see, um, go to the box score. He went three and two thirds innings. Yeah. Three and two thirds innings. Give up nine hits, six runs. All six were earned. Did have two walks, two strikeouts. Gave up three home runs. Um, he gave up one, two, three. Looks like seven hard hit balls. And he just didn't have it tonight. Um, his wife, I know, was interviewed before the game uh, with Mark Berman. Um, Ari Alexander from Channel 2 was there. I actually um, went to hand the family some mustaches to pass out to them around them, um, met his wife and Liam, uh, just sweet, sweet people, really, really nice family. And I, I met JP Francis father was sitting there and he goes, you know, he goes, I shaved my beard for the game and he had a mustache. He looked just like JP, but he was just simply just not getting the job done. The, the pitches he was throwing again, they were very hittable and that's who he tends to be. And so that's where the Astros pitching coaches, Miller and Murphy are going to have to work with JP France on how do we either get your pitch shapes changed? How do we get your breaks to break? How do we get that slider and that curveball? Because the slider had a plus four vertical break. His curveball had zero vertical break and then horizontal break one and minus one. Now, the league averages a lot more than that on average, especially these guys. You go to someone like a friend Valdez, go look at his horizontal and vertical break, and it's a lot different. So he just went out there. He had a rough outing. And, you know, even though JP gave up seven hard hit balls after he left the mound, there were only one, two, three, four. There were only five hard hit balls the rest of the game. So the bullpen came in and saved this game. This game could have been lost in the beginning, down six to one. They tag on a couple runs late in the eighth inning, six to three. Okay. But realistically, like six to three, the Cubs come in, the pitchers they threw out there. You know, Keegan Thompson was the one that gave up the three runs. And so, so let's do this. So let's, so let's go through the um you know key moments in the game and the top of the first Dansby Swanson good lord that dude's fast he is that dude blazes around the base pass we'll go over this we'll go over innings one through six and then we will 
talk about bird dogs and then get innings seven through nine in the second to start the second segment. Dansby Swatson tripled. Um, basically, Christopher Morrell scored. That made it one to nothing Cubs. And then Saya Suzuki homered. And that ball that Suzuki hit was about 30 feet from where I was sitting in the Crawford boxes, 101.2 miles an hour off the bat. It's quickly three to nothing Cubs. Now, three to nothing Cubs, Alex Bregman gets up and Alex Bregman hits a ball that was about 30 something feet from me. I mean, there were a couple home run balls. They were peppering the Crawford boxes tonight. I loved that seat. If you ever sat in the Crawford boxes, um, I would definitely, um, I would recommend it. So Bregman gets the Astros on the board three to one. You're like, okay, three to one. That's not insurmountable. JP gave up three runs. He's going to come back in the next inning, not going to give up any runs. And it wasn't until the third inning where they scored. Um, So Suzuki comes up, he hits another home run. So he hits two home runs in the game. The Astros are down now five to one. And so then he exited. You are in the top of the fourth. And um, you have Morrell, Christopher Morrell get up. Actually, I'm sorry. He was still out there. Christopher Morrell gets up homers. And so that's a third home run that JP gave up. It's six to one. Um, so you, you have your horses in there. You have your dogs in there. Yiner Diaz at that moment had not been getting it done. It was, it was good to see Yiner in the lineup, but he did get his hits. Um, he did score a run. Myers scored a run. We'll talk about that later. But I just, you know, this has been, this is one of those games that this team needed. This is a sweep that this team needed. This team has the tools to be an effective come from behind team. And it's their first walk off of the season. So it definitely comes with, um, I mean, definitely everybody welcomes something like this. We thank you for turning in, tuning into Locked on Astros. We thank you for being an everydayer. Let me take a second to say this. Look, here's the deal. I met three people that listen to our show. And every time, it it seems that every time I go to a baseball game, I see people that listen to the show. People that come up to me, hey, are you H-Town Wheelhouse? And all this stuff, we start talking. And I get to interact with other fans. And I met a lot of really cool Cubs fans. If there's a fan base that I think I'd like the most visiting fan base, it's got to be the Chicago Cubs fans. They are simply phenomenal. They're super chill. Um, They're not like jerks. I mean, we were down six to one in the eighth and they weren't, they were kind of talking smack, but it was all in fun. And I had a really good time hanging out with people. (laughs) There was almost more Cubs jerseys in the Crawford boxes where I was than Astros jerseys, but the Astros fans were still loud and proud. And so, That was a fun game to be at. So we covered innings one through four, where you have going into the eighth inning, the Astros down six to one. So it's six to one. You're thinking, okay, well, not much is going on. David Hensley got up for a third time. They didn't pinch hit for him. So what's going to happen? Jeremy Pena, this is your chance. What does he do? He hits a triple. Dude, he freaking was flying around the bases and he slid in. He slid in and stopped a little soon. I'm glad there wasn't a throw in. I'm wondering if he would have been tossed. Now, earlier in the game, Alex Bregman tried to score on a throw from the outfield, and we all thought from the Crawford boxes he was safe, and they absolutely hosed Alex Bregman. It was a great play, great throw, and great assist by the um, Chicago Cubs um, defense. So Pena's on third. There are no out. Then Alex Bregman doubled. That's right. On a fly ball. Pena scored. It was six to two. All right. Let me get my ducks in a row. 
and I and I almost forgot about this because look, Jose Abreu when he gets up, everybody's like kind of chirping. Oh, Jose Abreu needs to get it together. We're paying him thirty six million dollars for what? All these things going on, and what does he do? He doesn't get a double, but he hits a single, and Alex Bregman scores. It is now six to three in the bottom of. The eighth inning. So, okay, six to three, we cut the lead in half. We can possibly win this. Um, some of y'all are asking, do we think, do I think Jose Altuve will start this weekend? The indications are that he's going to start on Friday, but that hasn't been confirmed. The way Dusty talked about it, it sounded like they're expecting him to be here. I thought they were going to wait until they went to Milwaukee, to be honest, but apparently he's going to be back with the team. He's back with the team and He'll be here Friday. So it is yet to be known. And I bet you it won't be, it won't be very forthcoming. It'll just kind of the lineup will show up and Altuve will be there, I believe. And you know, Jose Abreu, it was a key hit. It was, it was a clutch RBI. Diana's correct. Um, this guy has not been getting it done. Um, his swing in spring training looked looked pretty strong. But he was also swinging and hitting against guys that weren't really throwing their best. You wonder if the guy's hurt. Look, he gets a single tonight. He contributes. He cuts the lead in half without that single, without that making it six to three. Then we're possibly talking about the Astros just tying the game in the ninth and not walking it off. But in the ninth inning, Jake Myers gets up and just absolutely crushes the ball to left field off the community leader sign, falls into the Crawford boxes, and Yanner Diaz scores. Before that, Yanner Diaz gets up and got his hit, and he contributed in the game. And so I'm going to go here to all. I love the MLB app because it it, it will give you moment by moment everything that happened. So you had Diaz on first. Myers gets up, makes it six to five. So you're like, okay, six to five. They bring in Dubon for Hensley, and Dubon walks. Dubon, at his plate appearance, he saw Six pitches, four of them were balls, only two were strikes. He watched the first one, which was the fourth pitch on a 3-0 count. Then he watched the second one. He got to a full count and he got walked. Then Brandon Hughes comes in. He gives up a double to Jeremy Payne, his 10th double of the season. Mauricio Dubon scores. I'm sorry, he went to third. It's still six to five and intentionally walks Alex Bregman. So this is interesting. He walks Alex Bregman. Now you have bases loaded with Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez comes up the first pitch he sees and he hits a ground ball and they force the ball to go home. They miss the out at third. Bases are still loaded six to five. There's one out. Then they get up. Guess what happens? King Tuck comes to the plate. Kyle Tucker singles on a line drive to center field to Christopher Morrell. Jeremy Pena scores. Alex Bregman scores. Jordan Alvarez to second. The Cubs challenge the play. The Astros win. They win seven to six on a walk-off win. What is there to criticize from this game? Well, um, you can't really criticize Abreu. He contributed. He had an RBI. He he kept it going. Chaz McCormick was 0 for 4. Didn't have any hard hit balls. Yiner Diaz needs to be in there more. He was two for four tonight. He had one hard hit ball. Jake Myers was two for four. David Hensley, I have no idea why David Hensley was in there over Dubon, but Dubon came in to pinch hit. He got the walk. Um, that eventually helped things to keep going. But look, Jake Myers, he keeps he keeps earning his spot, folks. He keeps earning his spot. Hensley, I don't know how many options he has, but Hensley is just not performing well. Hensley's hitting 130 now. Um, he was 0 for 3 tonight, two strikeouts. And when he struck out, they looked really bad. 
some of the strikeouts the Astros did have looked terrible. I mean, some of the pitches they were swinging at inside, they just didn't look good. Um, you had Alvarez had three strikeouts tonight. Uh, he was swinging outside of the zone, which is uncharacteristic. Abreu had two strikeouts, Hensley and then McCormick. Um, but look, you've got to take the good with the bad. Um, Jake Myers to first base then? No, Jake Myers is not going to play first base. He's not a first baseman. Um, they're not going to put him there. Yanner Diaz can play first base. He can DH. Um, Corey Jolks can't play first. He can play third. Um, David Hensley can play first, but we talk about the problem there. The glove is an absolute zero. Does Maldi stay or not in the starting lineup? This is Dusty Baker. This is the Houston Astros. They're not going to put somebody else in the starting lineup. And that that reminds me that um, it is going to be so rare that you see someone like Dusty Baker not put Maldonado in the starting lineup. In other words, he's going to get more starts than Yanner Diaz is at this point. But the more Yanner Diaz contributes and the less rare it becomes, then you'll see more Yanner Diaz, I believe. All right. So, boys and girls, y'all are here. You're, you're, if you're listening, this is why you have to become a part of our live audience after the shows, because sometimes we try to tackle your questions. Sometimes we try to tackle your concerns. So, what are some things you saw tonight that not only you liked, but maybe things that you think the Astros need to pay attention to? I tell you one thing they need to be paying attention to is Drew Gilbert. Dude, Drew Gilbert is creating more buzz and excitement than I've seen as much buzz, I should say, as I've seen since Bregman and Altuve were in the minor leagues. And he is lighting things on fire. Um, let's see. Um, that was a great comeback. Y'all are saying um, the Astros need to make the best deal ever. Abreu Montero for just a good starter. Well, they're not going to sign Abreu because he has no trade value because you owe him so much money. Montero has horrible trade value, no trade value because you owe him a ton of money. And that's just the bottom line. So you're not going to trade those guys away anytime soon because you you can't like teams aren't going to take on an aging player at that much money. Um, but, you know, Drew Gilbert, dude, he, he just he, he just got to Corpus and he's already creating quite the stir um, in Corpus. He. They were like, Drew Gilbert can throw, confirmed, and he got a ball sent to him, and he was playing right field. There was a guy on second trying to tag up from second to third. He guns him down. He gunned the dude down from right field, kind of like Kyle Tucker would. So, look, if Kyle Tucker is, isn't signed, is Drew Gilbert your center, your, your future right fielder? Is he your future center fielder? Does he eventually take the spot of Chaz or someone – like Myers, because look, Myers and McCormick are not everyday center fielders. If you have someone like Drew Gilbert coming up, I don't have a problem saying they're platoon guys. Now they could prove me wrong and become that. But right now, looking at long-term trekking at long-term, you got to sign Tucker. You got to get Gilbert up here when you need him. Um, he probably won't touch the major leagues this year. <coughs> Excuse me, but at the end of the day, Gilbert's just going to keep doing what he does. Um, he's fast. He's got an arm. He can hit. And the hitting is going to continue to get better. Yes, Diana says pay the man. Pay the man. Um, look, 
Kyle Tucker, I would love for the Astros to pay. He's the one player, and I've said this on the show, and you've heard me say this many times, I would love for them to pay um, Kyle Tucker a large salary and keep him here. But the Astros are going to do what they feel makes them competitive going forward over the future. They're not going to pay to win now. That's just not how they roll. Um, So uh, EC says, Gilbert needs to be brought up as soon as possible. The Eminem boys are good, but not great. Yeah, you know, I understand. Talking about uh, Myers and McCormick, the Eminem boys, I like that. Um, They won't rush Gilbert. That's right. They haven't ever really rushed anybody. Um, They, I guess, rushed. I guess they moved up Bregman and Altuve pretty quickly, but they didn't super rush them. Um, Joshua asked a good question about the whole Kyle Tucker thing. Um, we'll go over a couple of these before we wrap things up. He said, even if it takes 400 million, look, I'm not saying I would pay Tucker 400 million, but golly, I would be very tempted to be, this is the first guy that we pay this massive contract to. That is simply insane. Trade Whitley. Well, what value does Whitley have? Whitley hasn't played a major league game. Whitley has not been able to stay healthy. You've got to look at this from a business and baseball standpoint. The best thing you can do right now is hope that Whitley improves and becomes at least 60 to 80% of who he was supposed to be. And then when he gets there, finally boost up to that level. He may not get to that top level where they thought he was going to be, but he could get close enough to where he is a value, to where he does serve as an innings eater or a starter in the back end and then earn his way up. But he's definitely got a longer road ahead of him than most. I mean, he's been at it for a long time. He he just has had so many bumps along the way, so many bruises. And I wouldn't say he's a Mark Appel 2.0. Let him get to the major leagues. He's going to make it. He's not going to retire and then come back and then get called up and all that stuff. My prediction is that Force Whitley makes it up here mid-season around All-Star break or a little after. The ideal thing would be for him to dominate somewhat in the next couple months, show that he can sustain that success, and then talk about a September call-up like you had Hunter Brown. Ronel Blanco, I believe, is in AAA. He got called. He got sent back down. They're working on some things. They are working on him, I think, getting extended out because they want to put him in as a starter possibly down the road. And so, oh, look at that. The Astros completed my parlay 50 into 240. Well, very good. Good deal. Um, <clears throat> no way they pay him. This is Hunger Eats. That's an interesting name. No way they pay him. Talking about Kyle Tucker here. They still have to do a deal with Altuve. Yeah, but the deal with Altuve in a year or two isn't going to be the reason why they don't sign Tucker. The reason why they don't sign Tucker is because Tucker just demands too much. And the Astros are like, sorry, we got Drew Gilbert. Sorry, we have Ryan Clifford. Sorry, we have Joey Luperfito. Whoever they have to fill in the spot at that time. Um, the Astros have a plethora and a litany of options when it comes to outfield prospects. They have very high ceilings. We don't know if they'll reach those ceilings. I think their floor is up a little bit. Their ceiling's a little high. So where they fall, we don't know. You hope a guy falls somewhere between his floor and his ceiling to be mid-range and to be an above-average player 
possibly an all-star. So let me wrap this up. JP France, 3.2 innings pitch, nine hits, six runs. Again, the bullpen comes in. Seth Martinez, Ryan Stanek, Rafael Montero, Hector Neres, and Brian Abreu. None of them which give up any runs, any earned runs. They walked six batters. They struck out seven batters, so that's good. And so the bullpen got it done. The Astros came back. It was a heart-stopping. It was a cardiac kid type moment. They came back. King Tuck was Kyle Tucker today and did a phenomenal job getting this game saved. Guys, thank y'all so much for hanging out with Locked on Astros. Thank you for hanging out with me um, tonight solo. I know Eric will be back. And we've got one more show this week before we wrap it up to the next Sunday. We will definitely be talking about and breaking down the series coming up with the Oakland A's. And so again, this is a shall wheelhouse. I am your host tonight. Eric, here every single day. Win or lose, sweep or walk off, it doesn't matter. Yanner Diaz looked good behind the plate. I want to see him there more. So stay tuned in to Locked on Astros. Remember, we're your team every day. Go Strohs. What is going on? There we go. See ya. Maldi is still my favorite catcher. No, I'm kidding. Let's get Diaz back. Later, kids.